Hello, this is Dr. Megan Walker, and today we'll be mapping longevity and purpose on the 15-Minute Matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so clinically important because it not only causes us to stop and assess, but it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, our recommendations, and ultimately our outcomes. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be talking with Dr. Megan Walker. Dr. Megan Walker is a naturopathic doctor and anthropologist, focusing on the health optimization of entrepreneurs and game changers. As an entrepreneur herself, Megan started and sold her first business while in university and is co-founder and past CEO of the digital health media startup, Bright Almond. She is the host of the Anthropology podcast and founder of Anthropology Labs. Megan is also an award-winning speaker, having spoken on international stages and through multiple media outlets on topics related to women's performance medicine, brain health, and entrepreneurship. Megan, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I am thrilled to finally have you here. We were finally. just joking about how long it took us. And, you know, I love this topic that we're discussing today, longevity and purpose. One of the mantras that we have here at the Functional Nutrition Alliance is that everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter how would you define longevity and purpose through this lens? Yeah, well, you know, for me as a practitioner, and and I've been in practice for 12 years now, practicing naturopathic medicine and, and functional medicine, I was really starting to observe these trends where I had people who were, you know, they could come in with chronic disease, but they were getting well really quickly. They weren't necessarily having to come back in for follow-ups. It was very much, we realigned where they were at uh, and they soared. They did really, really well. And then I had this other population, no matter what we did, and often it was the same strategies and tactics that I was using clinically, where there was just this recurring visitation and, and this this ongoing relationship that didn't necessarily make scientific sense to me. And we started to survey our audience. And one of the things we surveyed them around because we uniquely treated entrepreneurs was really how well people connected to the idea of purpose Mm. and how strongly they felt that purpose served in their life. And we started to observe and uncover this really fascinating data with respect to patient outcomes when someone positively identified with purpose in their life versus those who didn't or those who struggled or those who, you know, I'll say had a misalignment of purpose or a misunderstanding of what purpose really was. And so it became an area we started to 
to look at. And when I, when I took the data we had from our practice and went, okay, other people must have observed this. What we started to see was that purpose was positively correlated to longevity, reduction in chronic disease, a faster remediation of, of neurological disorders and cancers and, and all of this, this really interesting stuff that we all tend to as, uh, as functional practitioners. And I just was starting to feel that this was this, this missing piece. And so it became a huge part of how we practiced and, and something that I could never leave off the table. It's really amazing what you're talking about. And when we look back at that mantra, right, everything's connected. We are all unique. We're going to have our unique purpose and all things matter. I like to say lunch matters, sleep matters. And what you're saying is purpose matters. And I think about this a lot in terms of my own work. Megan, I'm sure you do too. And I know we had a beautiful experience to talk about this several years ago under mm-hmm. a solar eclipse, lunar eclipse. What was that? It was solar. We had like the full glasses on. We had the solar eclipse experience together and talking about purpose under that magical setting and really recognizing that it's the purpose that drives us forward. If we think about like mindset on steroids, it's kind of like the Trojan horse. We have to be in battle all the time, whether it's with our health or our families or our environments or our careers and our businesses. But what is it? that keeps us going forward, it's that purpose. It's the Trojan horse, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. And, you know, like from a clinical perspective, and if if we even give it context on something like the, you know, the functional nutrition matrix, and we're working with patients and we're trying to understand, okay, well, when did all this start? We always ask that line of questioning, right? When did this start? Or what was the the trigger for it? It's so fascinating when you start to, to pull apart the life events and the transitions that happen in people's lives. If you start to view that through a lens of purpose, you can see where people were armed with purpose in a positive way and where they were disenfranchised from purpose in their own life. So, you know, children leaving home is often a really significant trigger of of chronic disease emerging or a sudden shift in habit or a, a shift in one's willingness for, for self-care. So it's so interesting. The, the middle part of the matrix, yeah, we got that. That's like, you know, yeah. myopic functional medicine, but it's, it's either side that I really find is where we develop that relationship with our patients that keep them from having to come back. So if we understand the trigger piece and we can view it through a lens of purpose, often it opens up a line of questioning and understanding we wouldn't have access to. And similarly, when we start to talk about those lifestyle habits, those lifestyle habits that keep people from having to come back, when there is not a why behind those, when we're just saying, drink water and go to sleep and make sure you meditate, people look at you with this blank stare because this is so new to them. They don't have 15 years of indoctrination around this. They haven't seen hundreds of case studies to support uh, why these habits are important. They're hanging it on nothing. But when we say, what's your purpose? Like, let's really go deep into what your purpose is. And now we go, when you take these actions, you are stronger in your ability to engage in that purposeful piece. We see an entirely different level of engagement around the habits that actually shift chronic disease. So it just becomes a whole other conversation piece and psychology and excitement to engage with with respect to patients. Yeah, there's a couple of analogies that I put into place here. And I want to go into your brilliance and how you help people to find that Some of the analogies that I use when I'm thinking about something similar, Megan, are kind of how we make the patient or the client the CEO 
of the journey, mm-hmm. meaning it's their outcome and vision. They're unfortunately also the worker. They have to do all the work every single day. And so our yes. job as clinicians is to sit in the middle between the CEO and between the worker and help the CEO and the worker understand each other's language. So if we get the purpose defined, we then use that purpose to infuse the actions that need to be taken every day through the lens of the purpose. We're not talking about something that we want to happen. We're talking about it through the lens of what they want to happen. The other thing I often think about is the body as a vessel, right? When everything is humming, when everything is functional, that's when we get to feel and live our purpose more. But it's our acknowledgement of our purpose that helps us to get into that state. So there's sort of a catch-22 there. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's a whole process to identify with purpose. And one of the things I, I see often is a misunderstanding of the idea of passion versus purpose. Mm. And so passion from my experience is a surefire route eventually to hit burnout because we're just so excited. We never sleep. We never do this. We're just like, I'm all in on this thing. I'm super passionate about, but usually passions also have a season. The purpose is usually deeper than that. Purpose is a long game. Passion is often a shorter game. So there's episodes of, of passion connected to purpose, but they're definitely not, they're not the same thing. It's not a short term dopamine win. That's passion. When we're talking about purpose, it is a much, it's a much longer term piece. And it requires often a little bit more work on the part of the practitioner and the patient to start to get there to understand and uncover what that might be. That's brilliant. I really love that transition from passion to purpose. And I think we often make assumptions as clinicians about what a patient's purpose is. We think Mm -hmm. because they have cancer that their purpose is to live to see their grandchildren, but you can actually see it's not true and you have Mm -hmm. to dig. How do you do that digging to help somebody find the place where I always say it's like where you see them moved, where they're moved by it, their eyes well up or they feel something or choke on their words. That's when you've hit purpose. It's not just the words coming out of their mouth. Yeah. You know, there's different ways that I've certainly gotten there. I remember I was speaking to this room of, of women and they were, they were just about all mothers. It was just the demographic that was pulled together. And I said, how many of you have been told that your purpose is your children and everyone put up their hand. And I said, what if I told you, you now have permission to pursue the true purpose in your heart and your children are just one of the vehicles in which your purpose can shine Mm. through. And literally 200 women just burst into tears. And what I realized was as a patient, what they need right up front, well, as people, right? It's not even a patient doctor thing is we actually need permission to really be able to start to explore it. And so it's the very first thing I give people is, is complete permission to explore what that purpose might be. I'm not their parent who's going to judge it. I'm not their boss. I'm not their partner who's going to be like, you can't give up your job to pursue your purpose. I was like, this is just a place where you can fully explore that. And I think very few people are actually given the the space and the permission to start to understand and acknowledge what that, uh, what that is. And that's often where I would start with people. I, I give them a hype, well, I give them complete permission, but I give them this, you know, this blank space, um, to be able to explore it. And it's, it's often not what we think. Um, and it's so important that as the clinician, we're not projecting just as you mentioned. Yeah, that's just so important and really brilliantly said. And it brings tears to my eyes. And I've been able to live 
so much of my life's purpose and want to continue to do so. But there is a societal belief that we as mothers are supposed to hang our hook fully Mm -hmm. in that arena. Absolutely. Do you primarily work with women in finding their way to purpose? I do. uh, I have found that I do have this gravitational pull towards uh, towards women in this particular arena. I, like I said, I work with entrepreneurs. The reason I love working with female entrepreneurs is I really believe that women are physiologically predestined for creation. And if we give them the right environment where we take away all these presuppositions that we do as society, where we say, you have to be a mother and you have to be the one who's home and you have to be the one when we say, okay, let's manage all of those things, but let's give you, like I said before, a blank slate in terms of designing what your life and your contribution and all all the vehicles for that can be, we develop not only these incredible strategies for their health, but often these really incredible strategies for their business, awfully deeply purpose-driven, like societally engaging transformational businesses. Um, And that for me actually serves my purpose. I realize like that's what I am particularly good at doing is blending those two pieces strategically for individuals. And it, it honestly lights my soul on fire. And it does so much of the work, like you said earlier in the central part of the matrix, if we look at the increasing rates of chronic disease states among women, particularly autoimmune disease, and this is a huge passion of mine, I think of Mm -hmm. this population as an underserved population, whether they are in whatever economic status, it's an underserved population because of how long it takes women to be heard and receive a diagnosis. And in that time, they're getting sicker. And one of the things you're saying is yes, to all of that central part of the matrix. Yes, we can do the underlying root cause uh, work, but that if we're not looking at other roots, if we're not looking at other things that are impeding those roots, then we're not going to get to that place that you call longevity. So when we think about the uh, the mediators, I mean, for me, the mediators is the place where we actually get to get back in the driver's seat of our own health. As you're talking to patients about their health and their health outcomes, how are you seeing them start to take the reins in terms of purpose? Yeah. So once we get, once we get women to that place where they're like, Oh, and I'm talking about women, I certainly do this with men, but just for the sake of simplicity, we'll say women. Um, one of the very first areas we go is, you know, if you're going to play the long game around purpose, then what we're going to work on first and foremost is you having a respect for and understanding how to be efficient around this idea of recovery. Mm. And so once they're like, they really tap in and get that excitement piece, I, I need to make sure that they don't get move into this passion place where they just suddenly burnt themselves out. Right. Because they still have a million things on their plate. They're still doing all of this other, the, all of this other work. And so you, you, a significant portion of the, of the lifestyle piece that I will manage with my patients, notwithstanding the management of their chronic disease, which is often highly individualized, is truly enabling them to understand uh, and respect recovery. And often that means we're giving them tangible tools or measuring heart rate variability or we're, we're measuring uh, brain function with a variety of different tools in our practice uh, so that we can really start to give them metrics around the the, the measurement 
and efficiency of their own health recovery. And very quickly, when we start to do that, we're also then addressing nutrition. We're obviously addressing sleep. We're obviously addressing a movement and mindfulness. We're able to hit all of these other pieces, but the recovery is what enables you to engage deeper in that state of, of purpose. So it's, it's such a simple, it's such a simple and easy gateway. And it's often where we go first. I, I really just want to highlight and applaud the fact that you're talking about respecting recovery and you've really made a business of it, looking at metrics, understanding that it's a long game, not a short game because as you're saying I think when we get into this dopamine fix that you related to the passion we're actually now adding healing to our plate of things to do as opposed mm -hmm. to recognizing all the aspects that are a part of it and allowing it to be a journey versus that if I do this take this supplement this will fix everything. Oh, and it's so easy as a clinician to get caught in that. Yes. Um, and it's so easy to have patients just ask you for it, right? Especially those articulate patients who are like, oh, I heard about this and what about this? And I'll take all my pills. Um, but what's usually underlying that is I just want the natural quick fix to be able to continue and go back to the things that were causing that problem. But um, we, we have to recover. The longevity piece isn't even a, a question or conversation that we can start to have until there is this absolute respect for recovery. And what I often will say to patients is that the more you engage in the habits of effective and efficient recovery, then all those other things, all the little fun hacks that you want to have access to, that's when they're actually going to start to work. So it really becomes the foundation. So brilliantly said, Megan, thank you so much for being here and for giving us such an important reminder to focus on purpose for ourselves and with the clients and patients we're working with. My pleasure. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode ready and waiting for you, head over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, please feel free to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear on the next podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com. Dot com.